Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> Creative Control with Beesh Comic. Hello, I am sick still. I'm still a little under the weather. You hear that? Oh, uh, that feels terrible. It's damp outside in Guelph, and maybe it's getting to me. But I'm still really happy to be here because I've got a good show for you. My guest today is Steph Yates of the band Esther Gray, who are based in Guelph, Ontario. I love them very much, and uh, they are playing in Guelph this week as part of uh, State of the Mall 12, a Canadian Cancer Society benefit towards leukemia research. I'm very pleased to uh, speak to Steph. I'm a big fan, and I've been meaning to have them on the show uh, for a while. Esther Gray, I mean. And Steph. You'll see. So, uh, yeah, and we'll probably hear some music by Esther Gray and other stuff, other stuff as well. So stay where you are. Creative Control begins now. Brian Borchardt may be best known for his work in the exciting electro-rock band Holy F-Word, but he's got his own rock project called Dusted, who are playing Guelph's E-Bar on Thursday, December 5th. Dusted, which will feature winter sleep drummer Lowell Campbell, headlined the first evening of the 12th annual edition of Stay Out of the Mall, a benefit for the Canadian Cancer Society towards leukemia research in memory of University of Guelph student Sharon Marshall. The bill also includes Toronto's Marine Dreams, featuring members of Attack in Black, and Guelph's own beautifully scrappy rock band, Esther Gray. Tickets are available online now at ticketbreak.com or in person at the bookshelf, where a non-perishable donation to the Guelph Food Bank saves you $2 off of regular admission. Again, Dusted and Friends play the E-Bar on Thursday, December 5th. This venue is not accessible. For more information, please check the Facebook event page or visit vishkana.com. Steph Yates is a talented singer, guitarist, and songwriter who plays in a Guelph-based band called Esther Gray. The scrappy, artful rock band has been together a few years now, and earlier this fall, they released a new single called Buttermilk. 
On Thursday, December 5th, Esther Gray joined Dusted and Marine Dreams at State of the Mall 12, a benefit for the Canadian Cancer Society towards leukemia research uh, taking place at the E-Bar. And here now to discuss some of these things is Steph Yates. Hi, Steph. How are you? Pretty good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I think you're on the mic. Let's find out. Keep talking, Steph. Hello. Hello. Oh, my goodness. How about that? Hello. There oh, you are. There oh, there's always going to be something. So that was uh, that was a, a snafu on my part. Try not to lose any sleep over. No, I'm not going to. I'm I'm fine. These things happen when you're live in the studio. And you actually pointed out that earlier I made a mistake at the beginning of the of the show. Mm-hmm. I suggested that Grey Kingdom was playing Thursday. Yeah. Huge mistake. <laughs> Grey Kingdom playing on Friday at the sold out Sarah Harmer Bry Webb edition of State of the Mall. Right. 12. Okay, thank you. I'm you, glad you're on top of okay, it. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great thrill to have you here. Well, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here as now, well. Now, you and I first met, I think, in the city of Waterloo. Mm-hmm. Are you from Waterloo? Uh, no, I'm from Hamilton. You're from Hamilton. But I was living in Waterloo at the time. Right. And yeah. what brought you to Waterloo? Uh, school. And then I dropped out, and then I, I found music. Oh. And... Moved into Trepid House. Right. This and, was what, yeah. what was Trepid House? Uh, it was a, a house venue on King Street um, that had a ton of shows, a ton of bands touring across Canada would make a stop at Trepid House and play in the parlor and uh, crash there. And yeah, it was it was. A, and when you say you found it, had you not encountered anything quite like that before in, in your time in Hamilton? No, no, I wasn't. Uh, I hadn't really been involved in any kind of DIY scene in Hamilton. I wish so much that I'd played in bands when I was in high school, but I didn't. I sort of found it uh, later, yeah. So uh, let me just get this straight. You haven't, because I've seen you play, and I'm always really impressed with how good you are at uh, playing guitar in particular, and, and you're singing. Where? When did you actually start doing that? Um... Um, a couple years ago. Well, I I mean, I played uh, backup banjo and, and did some backup singing for a band uh, that was formed while while I was living in Trepid House, um, I guess in 2009. Um, and it was really a scary experience. And I was sort of dragged by my roommates into this band. What was the band? Uh, Tyson and the Trepids. Tyson and the Trepids. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then... Yeah, Esther Gray was the first project that I was, you know, playing my own songs and and yeah, sort of front the fronting a band. You're fronting yeah. a band. Yes. And you had no like when you say that you wish you were playing music in, in high school. What were your interests in high school if they weren't music? What were you into? I was on the basketball team until I uh, tore my ACL. Oh no, your ACL. Yeah. That's the worst thing to tear. I know. So no more. No more sports for me, really. Like ever? Yeah. You can't play. Like you can't. What can you play? Like rec basketball or something? If you I want? I haven't really. I don't really trust my knee. Oh. I tried a little, but it never felt that safe. Were you um, Were you good? Were you a decent player? I had some good years. Yeah. 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 So was it heartbreaking? Yeah, at the time it was, and now it's it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you when you tore your ACL? Uh, I was. I think I was in grade eleven, and so sixteen. Yeah. 15, yeah. 16, is that right? 16, yeah. 17. 16, 17. Oh, man. That's a drag. Mm. I didn't know you played. Well, I don't anymore. That's probably Could why. you play? Could you play? Like, if I, I like to play basketball. Yeah. I'm not very good. I was uh, in high school. I was on the midget 
squad. <laughs> Do you know that? They had like, and that's, I don't even think that's appropriate now. I think you would say, <laughs> you would say little people. You wouldn't say that. But it was like, uh, what was it? Junior and then senior. And then there was midget for the guys that just couldn't make it. And I, I think I'm a better ba- basketball player now uh, than I was. I mean, I, I, does that sound silly? An old guy? <laughs> I think I'm better in my 30s than I... I just didn't... I don't know. I just wasn't very good at it. No, that's not silly. Is it, it's good to be better, but I don't good. even try. I just know I'm a bit better. Yeah. Because whenever I play, I'm like, wow, I can actually hit some shots. And yeah. I've got better form, and I, I just feel better. And I never felt good about basketball but you kid. you wanted to play. No, I loved it. Yeah. I loved the sport. I, I loved it. And I, you know, I can hit foul shots like nobody's business. For some reason, yeah. I can do certain things. But I'm not the most agile, quick. Uh, I'm, a mm. little, I'm a little awkward. Were you like, were you like, did you have like grace as a player? Do, would you say? Do, it's hard to be objective about that. It's very hard. Um, I, I, my memory is that I had certain years where I really excelled and I felt like I was really bringing something to the team and then other years where I felt like uh, I felt a little more awkward too you know I don't know you're yeah. in this young age like I must have grown several feet over the the years that I was playing basketball and maybe sometimes I really hit my stride and yeah. other times yeah not how, so much how, how tall are you Steph just for people well, listening I'm 5'10 5'10 that's pretty yeah. that's pretty good it's not bad, yeah. Yeah, you were. Were you like? And were there like gigantic women on your team? Like, were there people bigger than you? you you're were, you're tall. I'm tall, but there were, yeah, there were a couple bigger than me, and there there were these famous twins in Dundas who oh. were like pushing seven feet. No, seven in high school? Come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What they is were... in the milk in Dundas? That's crazy. <laughs> well, wow. not, not all the kids were that. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, just these two. Just these famous twins. Huh. Wow. And they're famous. Do you remember their names? No. You don't remember their no, names? No, it was high school famous. <clears throat> it was like, yeah. Oh, they're the twins. Oh, okay. The seven yeah. foot twins. Wow. That's crazy. And they both played on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, so you, you got into sports, uh, and when that uh, didn't work out... It, it, it took, uh, like, what did you do for the rest of high school? Like, the rest of the year, what were you... What, what, you I don't know. Going you, to parties and stuff. Were you, like, I, an artsy person? Yeah, but I, I hadn't really found this sort of... Um, like, my friends, we, we all sort of had different interests. We weren't necessarily all... I mean, I was into music and listening to music, and I I was a bit into classical guitar at the time, um, but... Yeah, it wasn't like my friends and I would get together and, and put on shows or like play play in bands. It wasn't. I mean, I wasn't part of of that, and it what was it, probably going on, but I wasn't part of it. Okay, so you say it was probably going on somewhere in Hamilton. You you weren't aware that other people were. I was going to ask, like, what did you think of the people that were doing those sorts of things? Like, there must have been someone playing in a band or trying to play yeah, in a band there were there were some guys who were a year or two older than me that that had bands and i i guess i was a bit intimidated of them so mm-hmm. i i don't know you know you're it's hard to fit in sometimes sure no high no school and yeah and you're tall and you're tall i can yeah. relate to that i'm six two yeah and i stopped growing when i was uh in uh, grade three <laughs> no, I don't know. I can't remember how tall I was, but I, I it took me. A, I was tall. I was always the tall kid. You know, I remember yeah. the the photo. Oh man, you must have had the thing. <laughs> yeah, the class photos. You're always in the middle and the back yeah. usually. Yeah. Well, I was five six in grade six, and 
I just remember that for some reason. And uh, yeah, I was always the tallest, even in kindergarten. Yeah. Kindergarten into high school, I was always the tall. You know, they put you in the back row and you're right yeah, in the center. Yeah, totally. I remember that. And yeah. I remember feeling kind of weird about it. Like, why do I got to be in the back all the time? But I yeah. mean, at the same time, it was a prestige. But it's, you know, on some level, it felt pretty good. It's a prestige uh, position. No, you didn't like it? Well, I, I don't know. I got teased a bit in middle oh. school, and so I started slouching, and, you know, it should make you more confident, but those, no, those the kid, shorties, they yep. they have a way of messing with your self-esteem. They're kind of mean. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. a little bit mean. Oh, I feel bad about that. All right, well, okay, so, sorry, we didn't, you were, you say you were a little adrift after you tore your ACL. You weren't really sure what you were into. <laughs> Uh, what did you end up going to? Uh, did you go right from Hamilton to University in Waterloo? Did you do some? Yeah. Uh, wh- yeah. Where did you go? Uh, University of Waterloo. Oh, UW. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. what would you take? Mathematics. Mathematics. Yes. But uh, you dropped out. Yes. After, after two years, I just I didn't know what I was doing anymore, and I didn't know why I was doing it anymore. Uh, mm. Okay. You know. Yeah. What does this? Uh, Dropping out actually coincide with you discovering Trepid House independent music culture? Um, well, I moved, I moved like down to, well, to uptown Waterloo, closer to stuff. And uh, I had been doing a radio show at the university. And I don't know, I didn't have a lot in common with a lot of my peers. So I was always looking for people to go down to Jane Bond with me to mm-hmm. see a show and was, you know, would end up going by myself or uh yeah i i don't know i yeah i guess i guess in a way uh moving out of this bubble around the university of waterloo kind of helped me uh become immersed in in what was going on right in that community that formed out of Trepid House okay yeah. so so you became more immersed in it but it, it it's a far cry from being kind of aware of it, uh, as you say, starting to immerse yourself into it, to actually uh, picking up a guitar and, and and wanting to start a band. Uh, you mentioned that earlier that you started to play in Tyson and the Trepids. Uh, banjo, you were saying? Yeah. Had you played banjo before? Um, my uncle lent me a banjo and... That sounds like a song right there. <laughs> my uncle lent me a banjo. You should You're work right. on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I... I didn't, okay, so I dropped out of school, and I started going to these shows, and then I went to India for four months. You went to India? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And then I needed a place to live when I moved back, and I wanted to be in Waterloo. I had a boyfriend there at the time, and I was still toying with the idea of of going back to school. Uh I hadn't decided. You You do half a degree. Yeah, it yeah. must be hard to not think, oh, yeah. maybe I should finish that other half. Yeah. 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 So I was trying to figure that out. And uh, Owen Cherry, I was friends with Owen Cherry, and he, they were looking for someone to move into Trepid House. So I moved in there. And before I had a job, uh, I started watching rocket science banjo tutorials on YouTube. Oh, okay. And uh, it's claw, a claw hammer style. Uh-huh. So I started learning that. And... Uh, at first, I would do it when no one was home because they were all they all had jobs. So, and then they started catching me playing the banjo, and then, you know, then they, you know, a banjo. I think if I'd just been playing guitar, they wouldn't have tried to get me in the band, but because the banjo's a little, you know, weirder and it's louder. You know, yeah, it's a bit loud. You can't avoid the banjo when you're living with people. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's that's how that's how it happened. Okay, so you start playing the banjo. Do you still play the banjo? Um, I neglect it, but I. You could pick it up if you had. I to. I could, yes. Okay, all right. Yeah. So how do you go from uh, picking up the banjo, playing in? Didn't I see you play in? Um, what was that band called? Hinendar. I was going to say, is it called Hinendar? Yes. And then you said. Yeah. Hinnendar. Yeah, Hinnendar, right? You yeah, used to play yeah. in that. I saw you play at the Jane Bond once opening for Julie, Julie Dwaran. Well, it was Daniel, Fred, and Julie. Daniel, Fred, and Julie. That yes. is correct. Yeah. Okay. So then I thought you were in that band. Are you not? Well, I was for two years. So that was also another thing of, of building confidence. Because in Tyson and the Trepids, I, oh, when I started, I was so nervous that I was shaking. I couldn't even play my instrument but because I was so secondary really to the sound it didn't matter and so over time I started you know uh holding my own a little more and Hinnendar because of the sparse arrangements and because of um like the strictness we spent a lot of time on arranging the Mm -hmm. songs that sort of helped build confidence in my you know Ability, I guess. Okay, so for, yeah. and, and then from Hindar, you you had the confidence to form. This, is that the trajectory from Hindar? You moved on to fronting your own thing, Esther Gray. Uh, yeah, there was something in between, which was uh, she roars. She roars. I don't recall. Well, it's this. It was a one-time event. Sarah Mangle and Brianna, can't remember her last name. They put on this event uh, two summers ago that was. Um, uh, self-proclaimed music-making women can uh, form these random bands. You, you're sort of like assigned a band and you don't need any uh, musical experience, but you uh, learn a few loud songs and uh-huh. you play them loudly and unapologetically at this, you know, we, it was at the Red Chevy. The Red, sh- where's the Red Chevy? Is it the, called the Red Chevy? Oh, in Guelph. Yeah. The Red Chevron. Well, sure. I know. I mean, Red Chevy, it sounds like you were playing inside of an old car. <laughs> Red Chevron is an actual venue in Guelph. Yeah. Yes. It's a, yeah. it's a place. Okay, the Red Chevron. All right. Sure. All right. So that's your first time playing loud? Yeah, that's when I got my electric guitar from Ray's Disarray. Oh, from Ray Mitchell? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I got an amp. And then, I mean, I'd been writing these quiet songs for a long time. And then, uh, yeah, Tyson kind of convinced me to... You know, Tyson and Peter, Peter Bradley, who Peter was Bradley. starting up this cassette label and was seeking out, you know, small projects. Um, yeah, it just sort of happened. So basically yeah. people spurred you into this whole realm. Yeah, yeah. You, this isn't something, I mean, it's obviously within you, you were just ushered along. Yes, I was ushered. Ushered. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, you gave me a, you just brought me a very lovely uh, 7-inch, which I've only had digitally since, it, when did this come out, October? Mm, end of, yeah. End of October, right? It's uh, for a single, the single is Buttermilk. Mm-hmm. So why don't we take a, a, a musical break, okay. as it were, and play uh, something, for, what, what would you like to play? From uh, from buttermilk because I think we can I think we have time to play two things today. Uh, well, how about either buttermilk or night calls? Okay, it's up to you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, I got to go over here and to the turntable. 
Sure. You want to fill? You want to describe to people what I'm doing while I'm doing it? So yeah, I'm, okay. yeah, sure. I don't want there to He's, be. Uh, I don't want there to be dead swiveling. Oh, swiveling. sort oh, of. My headphones. I'm taking my headphones He's off. Taking them off. I'm taking my headphones off. Uh, he's sort off. of swooshing over on the rolly chair, well, and he's off. taking the first record off. What? What was that, Vish? It's uh, it's Grey Kingdom Light. I'll Grey call Kingdom. Your name in the darkness. There you go. And uh, I'm just putting that away. He's putting is, it away. You know, I, I normally am very prepared. Now I mean, he's... Uh, you brought me the 7-inch. I was just going to play it digitally. He's opening think, it up. Don't you think we should play the real thing? Look at the vinyl. What do you think of that? Oh, it's very pretty. What is he it? He's got like a yogurt swirl. Are they all different? They're all different, yeah. Okay. We got we did a randomly mixed vinyl through Archer Record Pressing in Detroit, and we're so happy with how they turned out. All right, well, I'm going to play... Uh, <laughs> let's play Buttermilk first. Okay. What do you think? Sure, Vish is putting on buttermilk. I think we should play buttermilk first. Got that going. Okay. Okay, I think it's okay. I'm going to put my headphones back on. And whew, thanks for uh, <laughs> personing the fort while I was busy there. <laughs> All right, let's hear Buttermilk by Esther Gray. And I'll ask you more about Esther Gray because I, I find it, I'll explain. Sure. It's con- some people are like, is that the woman? Is, are you Esther Gray? Then you must get that a lot. All the time. All right, let's, yeah. let's talk about that later. It'll be very fascinating if we talk about that. But here is a new single by Esther Gray. This is Buttermilk.
There you go. There's some uh, extra great buttermilk. Steph Yates is here. Hey. Still. Thank you, Steph. I'm glad you didn't take off during the song. That would have been awkward. <laughs> Don't. What, yeah. <laughs> what, can you tell, what can you tell us about the song Buttermilk? Um, well, I, I wrote the original riff on the bus. You played it you, on a bus? Well, I, I mean, I had it in my head, and then I, I did my best to, to transcribe it. Uh-huh. musically into a notebook and then uh later i tried to interpret that and that's that was the riff but i mean i can't know whether that is true to the original from the bus because i you don't i was taking a stab at trying to do you have like a you got a phone no you don't have a phone do you well i have a home phone you got a landline yeah. i know this because i was trying to didn't i get esther great you i okay there's a story I was trying to get someone, I, I had coordinated the last second, a Sebado show in Guelph. Like mm-hmm. at the very last second, and I was like, ah, oh, who are we going to get to? Like literally organized it at like 7 p.m. the night before, and it was going to be on a Sunday at 6 p.m. And we were trying to coordinate who to open, and I was kind of frantically calling around, and I tracked down your number. No, no. Wait, what I happened? Ran into oh, we ran into you on the street. That's right. I, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I was like, we just, I was like, hey, because it was you and Tyson, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then I invited Esther Gray to open. That's the only way it would have worked out. I don't think I would have got your number otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And it was you. Guys, but you did call. I figured out some way to get your number. I That's think why. Brad. We had we Somebody, fell asleep for a long time, and then we woke the up, day. and there yeah. were all these messages on the answering machine. That's right. Yeah. You fell asleep for a long time. <laughs> Do you sleep during the day a lot? Not often, but you know when it happens, it's you can't fight it. No, you're, and you're tired. It really like sucks you in and you can't i i have i'm not good at power naps like no I'm, i can't nap at all yeah I just, I, once i'm up i'm up i can't do it i gotta be on three hours sleep i'm just i, I can't well, I, I shouldn't say that i'm getting better as you get older you'll nap okay you know if are you ever planning to have a kid i i hope to the planning hasn't started but yeah you got a kid then you just nap and all. i drank you know what this year i started drinking coffee Oh, I never drank coffee really? before. Yeah, never. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I made myself, I make my myself coffee. It's weird. I never thought I'd be one of those people. And when I don't drink it, I get a headache. Yes, that's what happens. Feel like taking a nap. Yeah. But I don't. I can't do, I can't do the naps. Anyway, Tyson is an interesting fellow. What can you tell us about Tyson? He's been your uh, musical partner for some time. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And? 
also in real life sometimes. Yeah. He's your partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. What can you, what, 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 he's an interesting guy. Uh, he's like a wizard, sort of. Like I a think he's a wizard. wizard, you know. Okay. He's very strange, and he, uh, I think he's very brilliant and and strange. Strange and brilliant, and he, he and I work in really different ways, so it's been interesting collaborating and sometimes challenging. Um, but he... When you say you work in different ways, and you describe them as strange and brilliant, <laughs> well, how how are the ways different uh, from from your position? Um, I I guess I get overwhelmed by him sometimes. He can work really quickly, and um, like there's just a lot going on. And when he's arranging things, I, I mean, it's it's very immediate and. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm... Are you a bit more measured? You take your time a bit? I'm a little slower, and um, I think I... We're, we're always sort of fighting about space, and, like, I I want there to be a lot of space in the music. And so he... I mean, he, it was his first sort of stint playing drums with Esther Gray, so it was firsts for both of us, so it felt... Um, it, was, it was good in that way, and... Uh, as a drummer, he was trying to grow and is always trying to do new and complicated things, sometimes sacrificing a steadiness. And so I was sort of fighting with him saying, simplify, simplify. And yeah. so we, you know, we we always kind of, uh, uh, yeah, find a way. You find jostle? A happy, There's a bit of jostling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, it's all in good, you know, it's good nature. No, know? no, it, it doesn't seem... I was going to say that when I've seen the band live, you sometimes get a whiff of that, right? As an observer, because you're there's a little there's a I, I use the word scrappy in my introduction mm-hmm. earlier, and there's this sense that uh, as well as things are going at any second, it may well fall apart, which I find endearing. <laughs> I like that about Esther Gray, but there's this sense that you know I see you kind of conversing, particularly with Tyson on stage. Mm-hmm. And trying to map out what your collective next move is, and it seems like it's a, a slight, it's a slight, it's a little tricky. Yeah, I was going to say ordeal, but that's that's <laughs> blowing things out of proportion. It can feel a little bit dangerous, but now it used to be terrifying, and now it's it's less terrifying. It's it's more fun now. Is it yeah. is it at all because you've probably realized that even at its most disastrous. Uh, <laughs> Nothing really bad happened. Yeah, I think so. I feel like that that that's something that uh, people, because I get asked to like speak publicly sometimes, um, and then when I'm done, they're like, "Ah, how do you do? Like, I don't get it. How can you do that?" And they all sound like that. <laughs> they're kind of creaky. I don't understand. <laughs> how do you do that? And I say, well, I don't really think about it too much. I've done this enough times that. I know that here's what I this happened to me in university. I don't know if you have this because you're a shy person as well. And as a as when you have to do lots of presentations and stuff, did you have to do that in math? You Not in math. No, you didn't really, right? No. Did you have other courses where you had to do like oral presentations? Yeah, and then I I mean when I came to I came to Guelph to do English lit. Oh, you did do, so, you did more school here. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Did a few presentations and stuff. Right. Yeah. And what I came up with early on because I used to be pretty afraid of them. Yeah. Is that, uh, and I don't know if this is morbid, but I would tell myself, you're not going to die. Hmm. No one, in fact, is going to die. If you do the worst presentation in the world, what are you going to get, a bad grade? You're not going to die. And once once you put the fear 
when when the fear of because that's ultimately the worst thing that can happen, right? Is this good? <laughs> Is this good? Good advice? I'm just talking, but I think it's true. If you convince yourself like the worst possible scenario isn't going to befall you, then you're free and clear. You're like the worst thing that could happen. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, and I always used to, and then I would modify because I thought death was a little heavy. I'd be like, no one's going to hit you. <laughs> no one's going to strike you. And then I always wonder how boxers psych themselves up. Because that's a, you can't, yeah, you, you can't tell yourself you're not going to die. You might die. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know how other professions or vocations do it. But me, even when I came into this radio show, show today, I said, you're not going to die. <laughs> yeah. You got a little bit of a cold. You sound funny. You don't have a lot of questions prepared, but you're not going to die. Yeah. And I think that's the way to go. I like the tone of your self-talk. What do you, what, <laughs> it's, it sounds kind of ridiculous, doesn't it? But I think it's that great. at some point you had to do the same thing. You had to overcome your own self-consciousness about uh, fronting this band that oh. is, a, is a, a fiasco waiting to happen. Totally. Yeah. I, I saw the first several shows, it's like, I don't know how to describe it, but I couldn't really be present. I was so filled with anxiety that it's like you're kind of behind a film of, you know, a gauzy film. You can't see clearly and you can't really engage. Now I feel more, unless sometimes I hit on a, a nervous night or something, but for the most part I can... I feel present when I perform. But that is an important distinction. That that has happened to me is where you're when yeah. people are like, "Hey, that was cool." And I'm like, "I don't I literally don't remember yeah. anything that happened. It yeah. just I did it and then it's gone and I don't remember." Yeah. Sometimes that happens too. Right. And that's fine too. Yeah. That means you maybe that means you're just lost in the whatever it is you're doing. You have to concentrate really hard. Yeah. But you're but at the same time maybe you're not. Maybe you're you're unconsciously just doing a thing. You're like a robot at Relying that point. Relying on the motions to be familiar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So we were talking earlier about the fact that the band's name has caused some confusion because um first of all, by the way, the band has expanded, right? Mm-hmm. It was a two piece? Mm-hmm. Three piece? Yeah. Four now? Yeah. Who's in it's, the band? Uh Nathan Campanero on bass and Dan Paye on sax and it's uh like Dan doesn't always fit in the car. Uh-huh. He's tall. Yeah. Well, the sax is big. If we have to bring drums and stuff, you know. So, we're a little bit modular. So, you know, if we had to, we could play just Tyson and I, but you know. Yeah. For, what do you, what yeah. Do you do, have you thought about renting a bigger car or I mean that's money, but I guess you're keeping it low-fi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so sometimes Dan doesn't always do the shows. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the band, but the band expanded at some point. Yeah. And that was natural. You just wanted more sounds. Uh, yeah. We we really like Nathan, and um, he's a he's a great drummer. He's a great drummer, but uh, he doesn't play drums in the band. No, we got him to play bass. Right. It was a new instrument for him. That was sort of the rule of the <coughs> band was that you had to come in playing an instrument you didn't know how to play. So, okay, so proficiency isn't really uh, necessarily a hallmark of Esther Gray. No, no. I, I think probably we're all getting better at our instrument, so it's... Um, it's a pretty punk rock idea. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. That's what, yeah. I mean, that's why it appeals to me. Yeah. It's, I, I like it. I, I, like the, I like the energy of it because, you know, I was saying earlier that sometimes I'll see you look back at Tyson and be like, what the, what are you doing? Or whatever. And he'll just be like, da, 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 da. And, and, and you'll be like, ah, whatever. And then you'll just do the thing. But there's a sense that 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 happenstance is part of the 
part of the creative process. Like the idea that anything could happen yeah, and it's all yeah. it all fits somehow, good or bad. Yeah, we've come to embrace it and uh, maybe we'll grow out of it, but I'm not too worried about it. Really. Right, okay. Yeah. So I tried to ask this question now. This is the third time <laughs> about the name. I, I, right. Band name questions are so lame, but you you are the lone woman in this band, as far as I know. You mentioned everybody. I think well, Jin. There was a, a there appearance. was right. Jin played accordion right. for a short time when she was in Guelph. Still right. Yeah. Okay, but for the for the for the current configuration, you were essentially the only women. Uh, and beyond that, you are a woman fronting a band, mm-hmm. singing the songs, uh, and playing guitar. And people would then assume that you might be Esther Gray. Yeah. Now, why? What, what is what is the origin of the band name Esther Gray, and why why did you choose uh, choose it? Um, when we decided to release these songs and, you know, (laughs) potentially perform these songs, uh, I felt like I needed to create a character, um, whose shadow I could stand in. I just, uh, it was kind of scary. Like when we released a tape almost two years ago of four songs. It was a split with Tyson and his Game Boy. And I didn't really think that, like, we'd be playing all the shows that we've played now. I didn't really think that many people would notice, but it was important to me to do and was a little bit scary to actually release some songs that I'd written into the world. And I just, I mean, her her voice, I, I kind of created a new voice for myself. I was singing through an amp and through distortion and yeah. reverb, and it, it was all about kind of putting a veil on and and like it was the only way I could think of to to get the courage to to do it, you know. So uh, so I created Esther Gray, so, and it was a bit like like naming a baby. Maybe when you were naming your son, you thought of. Huh. you know, who you'd like him to be or what you'd hope for him. And huh. and that's so for me, that's, I mean, yeah. And last night I went to Long McQuaid and someone said, hey, Esther. And I said, so hi. Yeah. <laughs> so you have developed a little kind of uh, disguise, a little pseudonym for yourself, which is kind of a way for you to hide behind. Yeah, I didn't really intend for it to be like a direct pseudonym, like that I would embody her. I just sort of... I just didn't I just needed something a little bit outside of myself to to exist to yeah. sort of put it into. Yeah. Yeah. And it's working out. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, you you're comfortable so. potentially being So when someone says, "Hey Esther, you're not correcting them." Um in that kind of casual way, I'll just say hi. But when someone asks, "Oh, are you are you Esther Gray?" and then I'll I I just tell them, oh, well, that's my band. Oh, um, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't really like to lie. No, no, yeah. no one really likes to, well, there's a couple people who like to lie. Clearly. I thought it would be fun to lie and and say that I was her and pretend and stuff and make up a, a more uh, eccentric persona for myself. But I, I'm not... I wasn't prepared to do that right. at that stage. Yeah. Okay. Now, you, you have spent time in Waterloo uh, in, in that music community, uh, and you've spent... Are you, you're still here in Guelph, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've spent a, a lot of time now in this community. Um, can you maybe compare the two and also discuss what being a part of 
some kind of musical community means to you, if possible? Is, is, is that a meaningful experience? It's so meaningful to me. And once I witnessed that that sort of thing existed in Waterloo, I just had such a, a deep desire to just be a part of it. Um, and I'm, Guelph is absolutely wonderful. I, I love Guelph and I... You didn't. Yeah, you didn't I, move here because of me, did you? Because I, I know I, I've been here a long time. No, I'm just kidding. No, there's the, this is a great city, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's wonderful, and it's been like a really nurturing place for like a somewhat shy person taking a stab at, you know, a musical project. It's just it's a very supportive. There's a great scene. There's uh, like lots of friends have bands, and like we all play in different bands and. We all go to each other's shows, and there's, I mean, there's lots going on. There's stuff like Kazoo, who has just done an incredible job of, um, yeah, bringing attention to, to the talent in yeah. the city and, um, and you know, bringing in inspiring musicians and acts from out of town. There's people taking lots of risks here, I think, mm. uh, in that sense, and, and uh, you know, for very little financial reward you're mm -hmm. just trying to nurture this community and also contribute to the culture and i think that's uh, not something you see everywhere we're lucky and i think in this town that we were, we're able to do it and it's sustainable that uh, people come out yeah and check these things out and there's lots of great spaces it's cool yeah it's a nice place all right yeah. well that's good that's nice to hear i'm glad and it's it sounds like you needed that um that confidence yep. to, to to carry on Definitely. Push yourself forward, yeah. So you've released this single uh, at the end of October, mm -hmm. uh, Buttermilk, and I think we're going to hear another song from it in just a few uh, moments, but what else is coming up for Esther Gray? I, and I, you know, you're here uh, speaking to me because you're playing in Guelph at the E-Bar on uh, December 5th with uh, Dusted and Marine Dreams. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, for depending on when people are listening. Oh, yes, of course. You know, it's Sorry. podcast archive. Mm. You never know. But right. yet, yes. in this particular instance, tomorrow is, mm. is uh, December 5th. Um, so you've got that. Uh, what else is coming up in terms of plans for Esther Gray? Um, we're, we're talking about doing a, a full length. And we've been sitting in enough material for a full length for a little while. But um, the immediacy of putting a seven-inch out, we thought we'd rather do something sooner than later. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, figuring out how we're going to go about doing it and what we want to include and maybe... Yeah, maybe a, a touch more writing to fill it out if it feels like something's missing, you know, to make a whole feel, you feel like well-rounded. I don't know. You feel like something's missing? I don't know yet. I, I kind of just, I need to sort of sit, I've been avoiding it, I guess, sitting down with all the material and thinking of like how it would, how it would all sit together as one, as one collection. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you've been sitting on a lot. Sometimes you realize, oh, this... You know, does it span like a good chunk of time? Is that why you're like, ah, oh, some of this fits together? Some it's of it, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. It's good that you're you're planning these things. And uh, do you find that uh, the band is resonating beyond this community? Like, have you been playing shows elsewhere? Or well, we did a little tour out to the East Coast, um, and it was amazing. We found we really hit uh, a magical, some magical places in Quebec, the province of Quebec. Yeah. We had great shows in Montreal, Quebec City, and Rimouski. Oh. And we, um, we'd we love to do like a mini Quebec tour Quebec again. is fun to tour in. Yeah. it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it myself yeah. uh, back in the day. So, yeah, I can see what you mean. And maybe it's, 
you can do like 20, 30 shows in that province alone, you know? Really? Oh, yeah. There's lots of places to play. Oh. You should, uh, yeah, but we'll talk later. Okay. There's just lots of, you can do a whole circuit there. Cool. And, uh, and I think you should. Yes. If you if you feel like it's it's going well, then I think you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'd love to go back there. Yeah, the squeaky cheese and <laughs> the microbreweries everywhere. Yes, yes, yeah. it's 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 a fine, <laughs> it's a fine, fine <laughs> example for everyone. Uh, once again, Esther Gray performing uh, at State of the Mall twelve on December fifth at the E Bar, along with Dusted and Marine Dreams. Great Kingdom, Sarah Harmer and Bri Webb play the following night. That show is completely sold out, but there are still some tickets left for night one featuring Esther Gray and you can get them at the bookshelf in person if you bring a non-perishable good with you you save two dollars that goes to the Guelph Food Bank do you get a lot of uh, canned goods at these things well I was just going to say the other option uh, to purchase tickets is ticketbreak.com which is uh, new for me this year I've I've used an online retailer for the Mm. event and what happens is uh, with the online retailer you can't do the food so when people a lot of the tickets for the for example, for the Friday night show, we're bought online, not collecting as much food. I mm. didn't really think of that because mm. uh, I like to collect the food. Yeah. And But I also think it's important for people to have access to the tickets and then I all call on the bookshelf to reserve them or whatever that means. You know, I just, it's a trade-off. But yeah, to answer your question, in the, historically we've collected a lot of food for mm. the Guelph Food Bank and I think we will still this year, but... I the ticket break thing means that people aren't you know you know what I'm saying right yeah yes. but yeah I think it's a good cause and uh, 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 Steph for more info about Esther Gray where can people go? Um, I guess the f- we have a, a Facebook page. Uh, it's sort of a random mm-hmm. address, but if you search for Esther Gray, and we've got a Bandcamp, which is EstherGray.BandCamp.com. That might be the best place. Sure, that's you can hear the songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I want to play another song from this uh, Buttermilk uh, single right now, and I'm wondering if uh, you can choose one. Um, I, I assume, I think earlier you mentioned Night Calls. Sure, let's do that. Okay, so I got to do the thing again where I back up and flip the record over. Yeah. Do you mind doing the play-by-play again? Oh, sure. So yeah. he's taking his headphones off, and he's swooshing over to the turntable. I like swooshing. It makes me sound like a superhero. Yeah. Like, like I have a cape. Very much like a superhero. All right, and I'm flipping the flipping over. it over. Yep, and I'm just going to put the needle, the needle down. Laying right the needle down. Put the needle down. That should be good. Okay. I'm gonna hit the button in a second. But what can you tell us about this song? Can you tell us anything? Um, this song it was all recorded in a tiny room in our apartment, uh, in Little Room Labs, which is our home studio, and uh, is that on Quebec Street? Yes. Okay. It's a little bit about um, it's kind of complicated and highly personal, but oh uh, it's a bit about living in a a shadow of reality and uh, finding this sort of transcendental moment when like time dissolves and you reach these golden hours late at night when you can enter into <laughs> enter into time and uh it's it sort of dissolves the, the same properties that you know uh hold hold you in your chair and uh-huh. and make you late for work don't don't apply Okay. Yes. It sounds mystical. 
It's a little mystical. Okay, there it is. Yeah. This is Night Calls by Astrid Grace. Uh, Steph, a real, real pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for your time. Thank you. And best of luck with everything going forward. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Sing.
Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.